Hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of The Paul Wharton Show on Sirius XM Channel 141. I am that guy. I'm Paul Wharton, and we're coming to you from the full-service radio studio at the Line Hotel in Washington, D.C. Joining me, as always, is my homeboy like no other, my main man, Mr. Darnell Perkins. What's up, homie? Hi, my friend. How are you, my darling? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So how is summer treating you? What's summer happening with is, you? Well, I'm having a good time. Of course, <laughs> drinking champagne, sitting on decks and terraces and rooftops, and just enjoying friends and family like yourself. It's, yeah. it's going good. It is going great. Now, you are doing a lot of entertaining. You know, we did a show with Pinois about summer entertaining. Yes. And you are really showing yourself to be quite the entertainer. I mean, it seems like every time I look up, you're hosting someone at the gallery. I'm always hosting someone at the gallery, but lately it's just been, um, it's been personal, like yeah. friends and you and whoever wants to come over and drink champagne. And of course I would go in the kitchen and whip up something. And they all love your crab cakes. Now, Darnell, we got to figure out how can we package them. We need money. How can we yes. package those things up? Yes, yes, we do. Uh, I don't know how we can package them up, but you know, the key to a good crab cake is you don't want to taste a whole bunch of shells. Yeah. So you know, you use some great uh, jumbo lump crab meat, and then you do your mix and. You put it in a little grease, and there, there you go. And it's, there you it's, go. It's easy. It's not, it's not complicated, but they really are the best. They really are. Well, I want to talk about self-care. You know, I just came from a therapist appointment oh. straight here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. And you know what I realized about that? Because I told you my friend Jennifer Lewis got me into therapy. Uh, absolutely. She I thought love it Jennifer. was a great idea. Hi, Jennifer. Yeah, hey, Jennifer. So I took her up on it, and I had a therapist appointment today. And it's interesting, Darnell, because... Maybe because it's not in my head, it wasn't a quote unquote real doctor. So I kept canceling the appointments. Okay. Something else would come up. I'd be across town. I didn't think it was worth me going. And so I canceled twice. What do you mean it wasn't a real doctor? Well, you know, from my perspective, and this is just the way I was raised, like my father doesn't really believe in therapy, going to the doctor to talk about your problems. You know, you work all that stuff out. Most most black people don't right. really believe in that. Go ahead. Exactly. So I'm from, you know, those are my parents. They raised me in that way. And they've never been to therapy okay. or to see a psychiatrist or a therapist or any of that kind of stuff. So, you know, I understand the internist. I understand in my business, the dermatologist. Yes. I understand all the cardiologist. Yes. The therapist, the psychiatrist, the psychotherapist hasn't, and it's somewhere in my brain, it wasn't like a real doctor. And that was subconscious. Okay, gotcha. And I realized that was subconscious because I was canceling the appointments. As I would call it, what doctor am I seeing today? Oh, that one? Oh, cancel okay. that. <laughs> okay, nobody, gotcha. gotcha. Ain't nobody got time to be going all the way over there to lay up on no couch and put my feet up. Gotcha. You know? So, so happy I did. So, so happy I did. I want to talk about self-care. Like, what are you doing for yourself, Darnell, right now? What is the number one self-care um, aspect of your life? What are you really doing for yourself uh, when you put just yourself first? Um, just, just staying around positive energy. That energy thing is really, really serious. And um, I've been practicing it for the last... Maybe, maybe the last since the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. um, I began to um, put myself in a kind of, you know, 
analyzing relationships and friendships uh, in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And um, and let me ask you a quick question. Yeah, I don't know me. if this makes any, makes any sense <laughs> or goes with what we're talking about. But have you ever looked at your phone and you saw who was calling on the phone and you're like, uh, I'm not going to talk to her today or I'm not going to talk to him today. And it's because of whatever whatever energy they normally brings. So I decided that I was going to stop picking up the phone, responding to everyone else's problems and situations, and just do a self kind of analyzation on on what I need to really um, secure uh, peace. Yeah. And, and peace is just so important. So really, the summer so far, it's been very peaceful. I had to let a lot of people go, including some family members. Okay. Um, and just realize, you know, I can help you a lending helping hand, but I'm not, I'm not God. So that's what I've been doing. And it's been, it's been working. It's been great. Actually. Have I done that? Of absolutely. Course. Absolutely. <laughs> at, well, at, at, All the at, time. At, at, absolutely. You really, you know, and, and it's, and it's relationships in most cases that, um, that you have developed and have established with people. For, it's not like someone you just, someone you just met. You have to look back and like it can be a childhood friend. It can be a cousin that you used to hang out with for like 20 years, 15 years, 30 years. But you cannot be that person that's constantly being the shoulder that someone can cry on. Mm -hmm. And I know you and we are very similar um, when it comes down to trying to help others you know sometimes you know i mean i want to be taking it we've had this conversation yeah, many times you know i want to be well, taking one it thing dinner. to listen out for when people say to you and they think it's a read mm-hmm. you've changed uh yeah <laughs> and actually, i hope you have too actually i love it i have changed absolutely i i, I have changed so you and you know what i'm going to respond to them you're absolutely correct i, absolutely I have right. i have changed you have to think about yourself really well you have to always always be trying to move forward always be evolving my first business name was called evolution look and i was just a little young buck and i had just done mtv and and i the whole world was my oyster and i thought what should the name of my business be? And I thought, evolution, look. I want to look to the future. I don't want to look to the past. I don't want to look left. I don't want to look right. I just want to keep moving forward. I like that. Yeah. I like and that's that. kind of the way I feel about life. But, you know, one thing that we have to, to realize is there's a lot of pressure. I mean, texting is, of course, far exceeds um, talking now. Of course, everyone texts. And if you don't get back to them with some people in a matter of, moments not even minutes but moments it's like hello hello they send you the four question marks <laughs> listen <laughs> you got my place bugged what is going on i need a moment I just because moment. you text me does not mean that i want to permanently have my phone attached to my hand and my thumb ready to hit you back absolutely absolutely you know? and some people you really are like you look at the text you're just like oh my god what does he want what what does she what does she want again you know you really really and it's nothing wrong with you know talking to your friends so even your relatives so your mom would be like mom or your auntie like look auntie you know i did get your text but a lot of times i cannot respond right away so don't start sending me another thing about texting don't send me books up t- I don't even when mm-hmm. I see it's really 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 long well that's that should I, be a conversation and I don't I don't I don't even read it I just delete it yeah did you get my text I'm so sorry I didn't I didn't read it now tell me what you were saying again yeah that should be a is conversation that rude? is that bad no not at I, all. I think it's too much to send a lot in a text 
I think it's a it's lot. A lot. It's, it's a lot it's, for it's, someone it's, to digest. The other thing that we have to let ourselves off the hook and we have to all do is give yourself a beat before you respond. This can be on text. This can be in person. In this therapy session today, I was telling the doctor, I was saying that, you know, for about a month there, I was having these pretty heated exchanges with people. It's like something would happen and I would pop off. You know, just just respond in the moment. Today, for instance, <laughs> I didn't want to do this at the therapist's office, but in the waiting room, mm-hmm. <laughs> the waiting room, there's this um, Caucasian woman. She's standing up there checking in, and she drops. She's an older woman. She drops her keys. Okay, mm-hmm. and she said, mm, "This thing." And I thought she was talking about the keys. I said, "Oh, ma'am, do you need help?" I walked over to her. I picked up her keys. She says, this thing is asking me to put something I already put in. She snatched the keys out of my hand and brushed past me and, like, bumped my shoulder on her way to a seat. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, we are in the psychiatrist's office. Let me just, <laughs> I don't know where she's coming from. <laughs> Little old lady might pull out her Glock. Let me just chill. Um, so then the lady, uh, the black lady behind the desk says, ma'am, you need to go back to that machine and click check-in so the doctor knows you're here. No, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not going back over there, she says. So then another woman comes and says, well, I can do it for you. And then so then I say, "Uh uh-uh, don't do it for her. And the next time someone picks your keys up off the ground, you say thank you, coming in here ruining the rest of our day. Yeah, that it's 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 bad energy, and it's and it, and it's and it's not good. But let me tell you, when you really really begin to walk in peace, mm-hmm. and you really really really, I've I've never been. Well, I'm not going to say never. I used to be religious, but the older I get, I become more spiritual, and I mm-hmm. and I and I try to have a little bit more compassion and understand where people are coming from. People really 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 are hurting. People are hurting, and, and and I understand that. But what I had to come to realization is I can't. You go. We there are therapists, there are psychiatrists, there's your knees where you can get on your knees and pray to God. We can't take on the role of trying to mm-hmm. heal people. Mm-hmm. We have to take on the role of trying to heal ourselves. I was at the gas station the other day. This is similar, and I don't yeah. know what's going on. Was this was this woman older? Maybe I don't need a therapist. This no, is kind of therapy. But was she older? Was this lady older? <laughs> yes. I was at the pump, getting ready to pump gas. The mm-hmm. so you know there can be a two lane gas where there's a pump in front of one lane. Mm-hmm. So the pump that was in front of me, it was out of order. Okay. So I had to wait for the pump that was yeah, that in the was rear available in yeah. the rear. So there was a woman behind me. She pulled up behind me. So when it was my turn, I pulled up. And so when I got out the car, she was just like, can you pull up? Can you pull up to the next pump? Now, I don't know. Maybe she didn't hear me. Yeah. But I said to her, I said, I said, ma'am, the pump is not working. It's, it's not available. Sorry. Or whatever. And so when I went in to pay my money and to come back out, she kind of put her hands up as if to say, well, why didn't you move up? So mm-hmm. I said it again. And I said, ma'am, I said, the, the pump in front of me is not working. Long story short, I, I, pumped my, I went on to pump my gas or whatever mm-hmm. and put the top on, put the gas in. So as I was getting in my car and she was pulling it up, pulling up, she called me a fat bee. What? An old lady, silver hair, everything. <laughs> but 
but you know, I, that's it, horrible. It's horrible. But but I am really in such a place now where yeah. it did not affect me. I was yeah. just thinking to myself, wow. I was just like, maybe she didn't hear me. But in my head, I was thinking like, poor thing, because because at some point, where do you really find happiness, or when do you really stop sweating the small stuff? So I, I I didn't I didn't even have the thought or the energy An to, to go person. back and to go back with her. Yeah. I was like so what what popped in my head was wow this is this is very sad like at her age I don't know what she's going through but it's it's evident that she had not learned patience one she had not learned um, maybe she didn't hear me or whether she heard me or not but there's never a reason to go back and forth with that type of energy the best thing for Absolutely. you to do. Is did you go? Did you cuss the lady out? What did you do with the therapist? Did you say no, no? You didn't I, say it, or you thought it? No, I no, I did say. It. But what I did is I gave myself a beat. Okay. I gave myself a beat, and then she sat down in her chair. And when the other lady tried to go back and finish the machine for her, I said, "No, no, no! Don't help her with that. No, she can do that." Mm-hmm. And the next time someone picked your keys up. Say thank you. So it was in a very because in I that gave tone, myself yeah. In that, that was tone, a nice tone. That I was, was in the doctor's tone. office. Yeah. I didn't want them to be like <laughs> send the straight jacket, <laughs> call for the ambulance. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to check him in. He's not leaving here today. I have I had a show to do. I couldn't show out. No, but I never want to show out, especially not with an older person. One thing that does concern me um, with some of our with some of our people in my family that get a little older or friends that get a little older is, is they do get a little honorary. And I noticed that the women in my family, um, there's a point in their lives where they start to have these beefs with each other yeah, and with the rest of the people in the family. I mean, and I've been a target of that in my own family and had to kind of, you know, be very magnanimous. You know, I always tell you that that's one thing my dad always says to me, son, you can always be magnanimous. If anything ever happened to my father, that is the first thing that I will remember because he always tells me that I don't have to be first. I don't have to be the loudest. I don't have to have the last word. I agree. Son, take a beat. Take a breath. You can always be magnanimous. So I do that with the women in my life. But there's a part of me that is starting to see um, that as a cry for, you know, help in certain ways, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, being one of them, which is one of the catalysts to me going myself and getting some therapy. So no, I don't want to respond. I'm not try. I, I try not to be as reactive because a lot of times that is negative. But in terms of you and this woman at the gas station, what other people think about us is absolutely none of our business, and it's a complete and total reflection of how they feel about themselves. Absolutely. Misery, it's the, it's, it goes without saying that old saying, misery loves company. Yeah. And, you know, and, and during this cleanse, this spiritual cleanse of, of, of trying to live a very peaceful life, um, when you start looking at the people that are part of your life, you, you're like, wow, like you really, really, really gave... Uh, a person that was quite miserable. Everyone knew this person or these people were miserable. And you would just let that misery just, it's like medicine. Yeah. It's like you would just like take it and yeah. take it and take it and take it. And and my thing now is I don't really care who you are, whether you're a relative or whether you're an old friend or whatever. If your energy is really bad or you just have a lot of problems that I could not fix. Sure. That at one point in our relationship I either tried to fix 
or it became an abusive type situation because you figure that I should always be there to fix your problem. Absolutely. And you got to realize that's what I tell people all the time. I'm not God. You need to go pray. You need to do. We can do, we can lend a helping hand because that's what we do. But but you really, 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 really have to let people fix their own situation. And a lot of it is spiritual. And and what I what I realized um, was, you know. If I didn't break it, I'm not even going to try to fix it. Mm-hmm. Some things you can't. I can't help you when you've had problems with your parents or had. I mean, this is a lot of stuff. It's like stuff. It didn't just happen. This is stuff that that has been a part of a person's spiritual journey yeah. way before you even came along. Absolutely. Um, so, so and even if at one point, Darnell, you could or you did, you were that to that person. You were the <laughs> sounding board. You were the one who stayed up late at night listening on the phone and and offering the advice that usually was in one ear and out the other you know because a lot of times people just need to hear themselves talk there is a a certain point in your relationship especially as we get older where you evolve and you do change absolutely you evolve and, and and you change but but also you really don't i don't want to be that person um that is calling you paul mm-hmm. and you looking at the phone and automatically your your energy and spirit just drops yeah because you already know that i'm coming with like a slew of bad news or i you know why can't i find a husband or or, or why did they get the promotion or it's always it's just a bunch of complaints and complaints and complaints and complaints and complaints yeah. and you know and then all of a sudden if you it got to the point and i think we've had this conversation off air we've talked about it and um you know when you hear me say um if you're going in the wrong direction on a conversation, you know what I say. I would be like, well, you know, let me call you right back. Someone just walked in. Because I, I just refuse to hear it yeah, anymore. I, I got it. I have my own problems. Absolutely. You know, and I and I just believe that you need to just deal with your own your own problems. And I'm proud of you, my friend, for going mm-hmm. to the therapist. Um I I'm, I should have probably took that road, but I did not um It's never too late, Darnell. I know, but I but I think now I think I kinda got it. Yeah. And maybe I, I did talk to my bishop. My, my pastor and which is kind of telling him like look bishop like i'm really i don't know why i'm feeling this way i don't know why he told me to take a look at my circle mm-hmm. and that was a couple years ago and so when i started taking a look at my circle and taking a look at you know you gotta you gotta really really and sometimes you have to write it down like I'm giving, I'm doing all I can, I'm trying to be there for your family, your mm-hmm. relatives, your friends, or whatever, whatever. But, and reciprocation is very important, too, sure. because we all are human. Who's supposed to pick me up when I fall? So, you, with friendships, you really can choose your friends. I don't mm-hmm. know, people that like, oh, you only choose your friends based upon, well, what do you want me to choose? Do you want me to choose a bunch of downtrodden yeah. uh, people who, who are not even, and it's not about finances or things. Sometimes you just need someone to just be like, you know what? You better get your, get your behind up. You can make it. You can do this. Well, you know, the top five people that you are around all the time are a complete reflection of who you are. Oh, absolutely. Or you will become, you will become synonymous financially, spiritually, um, Physically, even. Absolutely. <laughs> Physically, a- even. Absolutely. You know, sitting around eating fried chicken all day. Ab- absolutely. You know? um, that's not the way to go. But I do want to bring something up because I'm dealing with an issue. And I wonder, you uh, listeners out there, um, friendships and the expectations of showing up, let's just say. I know when I turned 40, I'm 41 now. When I turned 40 last year, I had a party that was probably 
one of my least quote unquote fabulous parties, okay. you know, for my 40. It was a it was a great gathering. It was at Hogo. My friend owned the bar. Were you there? I was there. Yeah, yeah, you were there. Oh, 7th Street, right? Yeah, on 7th okay, Street. Yeah, yeah upstairs. You know, it was fun. I enjoyed but you it. know, I've done all those really kind yeah, of glam parties and all parties. that. Yeah. But it was really interesting and, and I kind of equated it to a coming of age moment for me because there were certain people that I would have liked to have been there and that in years past, I might have, you know, been a bit cross with them that they didn't make an extra special effort to show up on my 40th birthday. Something about that birthday, I kind of let my hair down and I said, you know what? It, it is what it is. And, and I feel so good with the people that are here right now. And I feel so happy that I'm able to even celebrate a 40th birthday that I'm good with it. But I have a friend who is celebrating his birthday this upcoming weekend. And um, he's doing a, a four, it's a four hour road trip away and out at um, a country house. And uh, he's having about 20 people down. And it's very important to him um, that I show up, which is, which is flattering to me. He's a, he's a really good friend. Um, I have a lot of fun with him. However, I, the summertime is my time to recharge. Okay. And with my schedule and you, you know how it is. And I'm sure all you out there, you know, you, you might have kids or, you know, you got work, you got kids, you got summer travel, you have a lot of stuff going on relationships to manage. Um, maybe somebody knew you're dating. I'm not sure. But for me, the summertime is a time to recharge. And so, as you know, I spend a lot of time in the Hamptons. In Absolutely. The so I've had this house for the full month of June in Montauk and I have not gone. I haven't had a chance to go because I'm booked on so many things that they're spaced out maybe three days. I only have like two days off or three. That's not enough time to go up and settle into Montauk and all that. My expectation, what I was hoping to be able to do was to go just move in the whole month of June. That would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. But you, you, you work too. You couldn't do that. So That's too much work. you all, it's a beautiful house. You know, a friend of mine bought this house right on the ocean. Beautiful, multi, multi, multi-million dollar house. And it brings my blood pressure down like someone's sticking a, a pin into a balloon. Oh, wow. I, that's how <sighs> zen it is. Absolutely. So uh, the house is, is rented in July and August. I have it for June. This okay. is coming up on the last week of June. So anyway, um, the dilemma is I am going to go. My plan was to go to Montauk this week. Okay. So go to Montauk for five full days. Come back to D.C. to present at the Rammies, okay. which you all out there is the Rammies is the Restaurant Association's big award. It's like the Grammys for food in D.C. It's a big event, thousands of people there, and it's an honor to be asked to present. To uh, be asked yes. to present the awards. There's only a few news people in town that they use. I'm one of them. Um, they're using Holly Morris from Channel Five and um, Unyang from NBC Four, and myself. So it's quite an honor. So. I really didn't want to come back for that, but I'm going to come back for it because it's work. Yes. You know, it's work. But my friend's party is actually the same weekend is, is this upcoming weekend. It's a nine hour drive from Montauk to where he's having his party. You can't go. 
so funny. What, what is all this? What, oh, wait a minute. So were we leading up to you asking, well, what should you do? No, it's not what <laughs> should I do because I know I'm not going to be able to go. Oh, but I think okay. what I'm surprised at, but I want to be patient and calm and take a beat with my friend as we do when we care about people. Yeah. Because when we don't care, it's like, huh, I said what I said. You know, we go into the nini voice. Yeah, yeah, no. But when we care about people, we take a beat and we want them to understand where we're coming from and that yes isn't always the answer. Because in this particular situation, I am personally feeling the need to go and have my own decompressed moment at least for five solid days of just ocean and pool absolutely ocean and pool absolutely and just me getting back to myself i have to come back to the i almost canceled on the rammies to be honest with you yeah but we know you're a workaholic yeah so, so I'll do know, that. you know, know i just talk that. about canceling yeah. but i don't <laughs> <laughs> i'll be there but um but what do you think about that because my friend is having a very very hard time accepting that he says if if you know if i don't show up our friendship is over and all of these type of things i mean what do you think being in your 40s and i've heard people doing this in their 50s and beyond what do you what do you think about that dynamic if you say that this is what i need to do for myself and you have a friend that that says well this what i'm doing is more important than what you need to do for yourself and you should be here how do you reconcile that with your friend well one it's you don't really have to tell your friend exactly what you'll be doing but i you know i would just tell them out you know oh my god i looked at my book and i looked at my schedule and it's just it's conflicting with what you know with your birthday uh situation um but you can always go out with him or take him out when you all get back you know it's like it's like when people have destination weddings or whatever i mean come on you know i'm not coming to aruba Mm-hmm. You know, for your wedding, or yeah. I mean, not, so I get it. Some people can make it, but when you, and it also, I mean, if he's a close friend of yours, he knows, like I know, that you work like day and night, so mm-hmm. you work a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wouldn't personally be upset. People can't make my parties, and I, I don't get upset. Now, I will tell you what I do get upset about. <laughs> oh, what you get upset about? <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a couple people that I have um, that I have invited to um, to parties. And it could have been maybe three, four times I've invited them throughout the years. And they've never been able to make it. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But I just imag- I just cut them off that list. You would never get another invite. I don't give a hell if I'm, invi- if I'm hosting Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. You won't. You would. So you got you to gotta realize some people, it, it just depends on the situation. The situation is this. People do make time for what they really want to go to. Absolutely. Okay. So this is a different situation because your friend is having something in this country house out nine hours away four hours it's going to be just it's going to take up too much of i I can split it up a little bit but if it was in washington it could have been different right but you know you're doing like a destination party or whatever 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 it's like look i i wish i could be there but my schedule is just not going to allow me but let's plan to do something you and i um we'll have some champagne or go out and have dinner or whatever so it's always a way you know especially in your 40s um it's not like we're five years old and you didn't come to my birthday sure. party i mean i'm sure he's not going to go out and have a temper tantrum is he <laughs> <laughs> well, well i guess we'll see <laughs> 
you know what? You have no sense. I mean, something tells me you don't care. No, I don't. So these, you know, let me tell you something. That's another thing about this energy thing. You know, these forty-year-olds and fifty-year-olds. And say, I do have a lot more patience for children and seniors. I have mm-hmm. patience for seniors mm-hmm. and children. But when you're like in my age group and you're acting crazy and oh, you didn't come to my party. I, no, I couldn't come to your party. Yeah. But period. That's it. That's it. But that's your personality, though. No. <laughs> You're very much a point blank, period. And that's the way I want you to be with me. I yeah. want people to kind of be that way with me. I don't want, we don't, it's no time for a whole bunch of game playing in, in, your, in your 40s, I don't think. And I think that's where you, once you, you decided to go to the therapist and take that route, I decided to talk to my spiritual leader and take the route of really analyzing who I should be around and, and, and analyzing and figuring out friendships. And so I'm going to tell you something. This peace thing, boy, is, is, is amazing because you don't, you don't sweat. We had that conversation mm-hmm. when we talked um, on the podcast yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Rule number five, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I, I, I totally do not sweat the small stuff, yeah. which is very, very important. Uh, can you go to this birthday party? You're not going to be able to make it. You've already worked. You are already, but you have been working three weeks out of June. Yeah. When you had a house in the Hamptons mm-hmm. for a whole month. So you've already sacrificed a lot. Yeah. Come on, give yourself those five days. I mean, stop being, give yourself, you owe that to yourself. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm good with that. I am good with that, but I am, uh, I do feel, um, you know, it's someone's 40th birthday. I know that's a big deal for them, but you know, sometimes even with our families, I mean, it's hard enough dealing with our friends, but even with our families, Sometimes you have to take a moment and pull back. Um, I've had some recent situations with my family where I think one day I just said, you know, you're not giving me enough time to give you an update on anything. Like you can't call me every day and say, so what happened? I just talked to you at two o'clock at seven. (laughs) Nothing has happened yet. Give me a moment to make something happen so I can report it back to you. But that's kind of cute though, because you know, as crazy as it may sound, and I understand you got to pull back a little, but a lot of our relatives, especially like your aunties, I know your relatives Mm -hmm. and like my aunties and whoever, like they are like our biggest supporters and our biggest rooters. They yeah. like they're rooting for us, so they want to hear. It's like they're living through us. Yeah. Like they want to hear like every because they they don't realize and understand that sometimes we really are just laying on our couch watching TV, just relaxing. Right. Um. They think they want to hear all the good juicy stuff. Like, oh my God, who were you out with yesterday? Or yeah. what did you eat dinner? Yeah. Or what did you have? And I'm just like, um. I had a cheeseburger, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, 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 you know, have a little patience with them. And again, take your time. If you if you need a moment, if whether even oh, with I'll your take mom, my I, I, we, we know I'm that. Taking a moment. Yeah, take 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 yeah. take take your mom. Like mom, you know, auntie. I'm just I'm chilling right now. I promise you, I'm going to call you, and we're going to we're going to have a long conversation. Like, let me mention something to you. You know, I have an aunt, and I love her. She's my dad's sister, Flora. She is just she's a flower child of the '60s. She loves plants. She's a horticulturalist. She, uh, back in the 60s, you know, she lived on uh, in Greenwich Village with her husband, Wayne. And then they moved to Cleveland and she drove a Corvette Stingray in 1966. You know, she's like that kind of chick. Really cool. But my aunt has this thing. And, you know, I've been in this business for many years, 15, 16, I don't know, a long time. And, of course, you know, I've done the skincare line. And now, of course, we're developing hair care products and I'm pitching to QVC and these different things. My aunt has this thing with her. 
and it gets on my nerves. And you know, you tell her, but it's kind of in one ear, not the other. Every time we talk, so what's going on? Oh, well, yeah, I'm developing this new haircut. Pro- oh, well, Kylie Jenner. No, no, no. Kylie Jenner. See, that's the one. Kylie, a billionaire. No, no, no. Kylie Jenner. Oh, no. What about KKW? Oh, Kim Kardashian. Oh, no. You And I'm thinking to myself, sit down. Ain't nobody talking about them Kardashians. Now, and I don't mind the Kardashians. I admire what Kris Jenner and all those people have done. Yeah. I think they have a great business. But that has nothing to do with what it takes for me to conceptualize, formulate, fund, and get to the public all the things that go from my head to the paper to in a, on a shelf at a store. So did you, and, and again, so I'm at this place, like mm-hmm. I would say, Auntie, what is that? Like, do you ask her? Like, Auntie, what does that have to do with me? I'm just, I'm just telling you, Kylie <laughs> Jenner. Okay, you so say, you do, so you say you, that. Let's role play. So you say. So, Auntie, I mean, that's great. But what does that have to do with me? No, but Kylie Jenner, it's not about that. It's about you got to stay up on what's going on. You need to look at Kylie Jenner. See, Kylie has figured it out. She's a billionaire. I didn't say million. I said billionaire. And Kim, Kim right behind her. See, now, Kim. And let me tell you about Chloe. Auntie, hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Someone said, let me call you right back. <laughs> Sometimes I can't even get that in. Oh, I just no. have to click. No, 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 no. Auntie. <laughs> Auntie, someone is at the door, darling. Let me call you right back. Love you. Click. And then you click. You know what I mean? You don't. You, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's getting into something yeah. that you can't. Like, she's going to keep going on and on and on and on. You're not. I'm asking you, what does that have to do with me? You're, I don't know. I don't even know what you're saying at this point. Yeah. So you don't want to ever become. You don't want to get to that place where it, it escalates to you're either disrespectful or to actually you begin to really think about what these people are saying. It's energy. And it's part of the aging process i believe because i feel like i get it from the older people around because they for one thing they're alone a lot so when they get you on the phone it's like (laughs) i'm about to unleash on you you better sit down and take your shoes off and grab you some water because i'm about to just let loose i i get it and i understand all of that my all these old people talking about they old they want to use the old card when it's time for their discount but they don't want to use the old card when they're sitting up there watching the G- Callie Jenner and her products and Chris Kardashian mm-hmm. and actually now they're texting and when these old folk learn how to t- how to text <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Nat, ca- ca- call me back when you finish and I'm just like well who taught you how how, how to text <laughs> oh my gosh I love that I no, let love yeah it. let you know I, I don't I, like I said it energy comes in all colors shapes sizes and ages mm-hmm. So you have to really, really, you can have a six year, I, what my, my girlfriend's daughter, who's six years old, she was over at the house the other day taking a swim, and I'm just walking around the house in my pajamas, and you know what she asked me? And she's six years old. What? Uncle Darnell, why are you still having your pajamas? I said, because I want to. <laughs> you have to really, 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 no matter what age they are, no matter what sex they are, no matter how or whatever, you got to kind of stick to your little program, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. what happens if you let it get to you, uh, then it turns into a whole nother situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Six or 60. Six or 60. Yeah. But 60 said in a very, said like, oh my God, auntie, let me call you right back. Auntie, well, why are you asking me? Like, yeah. say it nicely. Yeah. Don't don't say it with your, don't say it like yeah. Paul Wharton would say it. <laughs> That's say, funny. Say, say, say it nicely. <laughs> say, auntie, why are you?
you asking me? Say that? it nice. Just yes. say it nice. Just be it nice. And then she keeps going on. And then what do you say? Click. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, a lightning struck my house. <laughs> it took out my entire. <laughs> you called me from your cell. You didn't call me from a landline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it must have took out the whole tower. Well, I'll tell you, I'm excited to get back up to Montauk because it's really important. It's, it's so interesting how you meet people um, in these other places you know i was out the other day and i'm the kind of person that will go up to a person that's sitting by themselves like if i'm at a bar yeah i'll go up in a safe environment like and just hey what's going on come talk to the rest of our friends more times than not like i i did this yesterday and um the guy his girlfriend is a an ep on a talk show up in new york and he was so impressed with me and he's a librarian and he was just like, oh, my God. And he was looking me up. And he's like, you got to be on my girlfriend's show. Of course, the show that I know. And he's sent all my stuff to the girlfriend. And now they're booking me for the show. That is awesome. Isn't that something? That is awesome. Just someone that's just sitting there. But I'll tell you, I have met the most wonderful people in my travels. Yes. This whole Montauk thing. I've got a group of friends in Montauk. And they've all been waiting for me to arrive because they all live in different places. And then, but then they come up and they'll stay for a couple of weeks. They have, they have their own houses. Okay. But like this week, they know I'm coming. So they have planned dinners. We planned Thursday night dinner, Friday beach day, Friday night dinner. And when I, these dinners. Oh my God. Do you remember? Oh yes. Oh my God. When we did the the lobster. Yes. And oh my God. It's just, you all, it's just so beautiful. You know, Montauk, they also call Montauk the end of the world. So it is the furthest most point in Long Island out in the Hamptons. You can't, it's like, it comes to an end and then that's it. Sounds like rich people. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like rich people. (laughs) Well, you would know what that sounds like. Yeah, so I'm thrilled, but I think it's important and I, I like to encourage people to, you know, you can certainly keep the friends that you have where you live and, of course, your next-door neighbor and your bestie and all these types of things. But it is important to meet, get to know, and cultivate relationships with people around the world. Yes. Around the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, t- I totally agree. Yeah. But I, so every time I, you know, of course, I like to travel. And um, I've met some amazing people. Um, and again, and it's not just so you walking over to someone. That energy thing is very, very important. Because I've been, hell, I was in uh, Central Pay, I remember. And I was just sitting in the cafe having, I was sitting at a table by myself or whatever. And there was this cute little lady that had a daughter, a young daughter. And they came over all the seats. They was like, can, can we sit here or whatever? So we went to like a long, like three-hour yeah. Uh, a little and sandwich at Central Pay. At Central Pay, yeah. and um, and we're actually friends till this day. Um, that's great. We and that's good about social media with like Facebook and, yeah. and all that stuff because you can keep in contact with someone like hell all the way around the world. Absolutely, and and see what's going on. Uh, hi, Roger, over in um, Barcelona. Yeah. Um, but you know, you be, you be, you develop relationships. Yeah, and um, and so and it's good to develop relationships, but it's energy. People feel energy. So, so even though you went over and said hi to this guy, or whatever, he could have just as easily kind of just, you know, yeah. it could have been a two minute, three minute thing. Yeah. So energy, energy, it, it like, it goes hand in hand. Absolutely. It's like, like you have to kind of feel it in order to receive it. It's so interesting that you, when you talk about energy and relationships and friendships, because 
I went last, oh, was it? No, it was two summers ago. I met um, Alessandro Grimaldi. Yes. Two summers ago in 2017 um, in uh, Milano Maritima Beach, which is outside of Milan. The It's kind of like their vacation area where the people that live in Milan, they go to Milano Maritima Beach. Okay? Yes. It's like the people that live in Manhattan go to the Hamptons. Yes. Okay. So I went there for my friend um, uh, Christian. He does Bobo Summer Cup. Christian Bobo Vieri. He's a famous Italian soccer player. Mm-hmm. And he's got this Summer Cup. And I met this woman, friend of his, named Alessandro Grimaldi. She don't speak three words of English. <laughs> and you know my Italian is broken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't even pretend with you that it's not. We were stuck to each other like... Two friends that have known each other their entire lives. I have since gone on. She met me in Rome. She turned into my translator. Like she's tra- that just goes. To show. We love each other so much. I'm out in Italy in Rome with Alessandra. I'm like, what do they say? She's translating and in- trying to tell me in English what they're saying, just because we're so close. I love it, and I'm getting it all. I love it absolutely. <laughs> all, all the way, all the way in Italy. All the way in Italy. I love it. I love all the way it. In Italy. It, it. I'm telling you that that energy thing that tr- it's, it transferred from heart to heart and, and breast to breast. Yesterday was was it yesterday? Yesterday was really pretty in Washington. Yes. Okay. And um, and I'm driving, going to the cleaners or whatever, and I see all these wonderful people outside just having a wonderful time, uh, just walking, and you saw couples holding hands, and you just saw this, these great energy do you know it just made me feel happy and i was just like so after i go to the cleaners i'm going to go outside and hang out and enjoy this beautiful day or whatever it transfers yeah when, when you see happy people you want you want a part of that you want to be a part of a part of that so i can see why but you have great energy darling oh well, thank uh, you. and if you didn't darling you know we wouldn't be friends <laughs> 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 i like i like good People, yeah. great people, good energy people. I met some wonderful people through you. Uh, I met some wonderful people, wonderful people through you too. Thank you. Yeah, they all love you. Yeah, they all they, love. No, they all love you. <laughs> energy. We are love. We are some love brothers up here, ain't we? We're loved by mm-hmm. many, but hated by few. Okay. Because everybody don't love us. Darling. None of our business. And it's, you know what? And for the people that don't like me, I don't like you either. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry funny. for saying that, but no, I really love people that I really love, and people that I don't know and don't and don't like me. Then God bless you. I hope God bless you to find happiness somewhere in your heart. Absolutely. You like the way I said that? I love it. I love how you just pulled right back from the mic in your heart. <laughs> Period. Cut my mic in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was telling the therapist earlier. It was really interesting. It makes me think, do you really need therapy or do you just need a friend that you can talk to that won't interrupt you and that will give you your moment? Because as you talk through things, like I was really just having a conversation with myself. He didn't say very much Yeah. when he was letting me get it out. Mm-hmm. I told him that what I'm most interested in, my goal in therapy and in life is to be as happy as I can for as long as I can, because I do feel life is extremely temporary and it's finite and it's all going to be over soon. I mean, you know, it's just not, it's just, it's it's, not promised. 
Tomorrow's not promised. It's not. It's not Even promised. if you live to 90-something years old, it goes by. I talked to, I mean, I know in my own life, I can blink and remember my 18th birthday or my 21st birthday. And I remember being 25 in New York City and MTV I had done made, and they threw me a party. MTV threw me this huge party. And I remember thinking, I'm so old. I was 25 years old. Can you believe it? <laughs> I was like, I am so old. At I can't. But at 25. I know, right? I, so when people tell me now, even at age 50 or 55, and they say, oh, my God, I'm old. I say, no, no, no. Hold up. Hold on that. <laughs> because when you really get old, you're going to be looking back on those times thinking, God, I was so young. Yeah. Have you ever looked at a picture and you look at it and you say, oh, my God, I was so skinny. And then you think back on those times and you're like, I was thinking, I'm so fat. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, know, I, I, t- I totally, totally. As a matter of fact, I was looking at a picture earlier and I was just like, oh, my God, I was this was I look so amazing. But I was 26. Yeah. I mean, everyone looks amazing. Yeah. at 26. Yeah. But when you're 25, when you're in your 20s, you don't you don't realize that. That's just something you don't you don't realize. So as I was talking about what I think. I need to do to be as happy as I can for as long as I can. We brought up, oh, wow, look at that picture of you. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was skinny. Now I'm fat, but I'm happy. I like to eat and drink champagne. Oh, I like you're to perfect. eat. Oh, stop it. I like to, I drink champagne every day and I eat carbs. Listen, as long as your blood pressure is good. My blood pressure is great. Is it? Are you want anything? Great. Yeah, n- nothing. That's great. No, nothing. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. But I really do need to stem down. You know, I was doing that. You remember we talked about that keto's thing? Yeah, yeah. I was doing so good, and then my birthday came. Yeah. And all these birthday dinners and all this birthday. Champagne. It's never too late. You can get. I jump, can get back. Get on right it. back on. Okay, so go back to what you were saying. So yeah, I was talking about this happiness thing, and as I was exploring why I'm not at that peak level of happiness. I brought to the table without any prompting from the doctor. I said, you know, when I was at my most happy, um, I love producing these holiday specials. And I love when, you know, I've done them. I, you know, you know about the Patty LaBelle one. You know, I did one with Tyra Banks. You know, I did two um, with Paula Dean. Yeah. So interesting. This is before the Paula Dean scandal. But. I really needed, just to talk on her for one moment, because people are going to be like, Paula Dean, Yes, Paula Dean, And I absolutely enjoyed every moment of it. Because let me tell you what was going on around that time. So at the end of the year, as a producer, as a host, you know, it's, it's Christmas time. Um, the shows that I was doing weren't in season. I needed something big to end off my year. Mm-hmm. That was the, the Christmas bonus. Wow. If I was able to produce this holiday special okay it was it was um uh with the cw i was working with the cw at the time and i needed a big name somebody to be my main interview a big name food person so at the time there were two three people in town um uh what's his name bobby flay okay okay he said no uh the neely's the Neelys were a black couple, and mm-hmm. they used to be on Food, Food Network. Yeah, yeah you remember that. them? They divorced, they, right? They divorced. Okay. Yeah. And then she went on a dating show and all that. But I was I just knew my brother and my sister were going to come through. Now, I didn't know them. Mm-hmm. But I pitched them with a lot of passion. I'm 
an independent producer, host. I'm working with the CW. I'm doing this holiday show. I really need it to come through. Like, you know, I need talent on this show. I can come to you. We can set up the whole set. You don't have to do anything but just sit there. I got a quick and very distinct no. Because the show wasn't national. Their response was, the show's not national. Like, we don't want to do that. It's just in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. That's not enough. We're big stars. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, the biggest star of all of them was Paula Dean. Okay. Okay. Now, they were all coming here for this um, convention. Okay. So, I needed to get somebody. Of course, I'm thinking Paula Dean's a stretch because she's like the, the huge star. Yes. So, I find out who Paula Dean's publicist is. And I get her information and I pitch to her and I just lay it all out. I said, look, I got a note from the Neelys. I got a note from Bobby Flay. If I don't do this show, that is like it's the end of my earning uh, year mm-hmm. and I won't have my three episode show that, that, you know, I've set up at the CW if I don't get a star. She says, let me talk to Paula about it. Her schedule's full up, but let me talk to her. She talked to Paula about it. Not only did Paula Dean do my show, she came with so much heart and compassion and stories oh, and wow. feeling and vibes. And then in that moment, she said the same thing that Patty said when I did this show at Patty's house. Patty says, you're so nice. I would do your show twice that's what patty said at the end of my show oh wow paula dean said it and did it the next year she called me hey you doing your show again you want me to be back on your holiday show yes i do I love and she it. did it again for a second year I, and that's something that is awesome that is awesome isn't it something how people can like have all these bad stories about a person like i've heard all these bad stories about paula i don't know paula the stories i've heard from certain people i know they don't know paula but you you knew her i mean you met her as a person so her spirit and her did she appear to be racist or anything oh to you? god no, no she sent me a set of yeah. pots <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> she sent me a set of pots she signed a book out to my mother called Kitchen Wisdom by Paula Dean. Wow. She signed a book out to my mom. And when she was signing that book out, she just held my mom and she reached across to me. She says, oh, Paul, take care of your mama. And she starts to cry. I mean, I'm telling you, this was not a put on. No, absolutely. Because she didn't need it. No, she did not. That's what I, that's what I love about when you, you when you meet a person for yourself. That's why you have to know a person for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't go on what someone else says about a person. And I'm glad you told me that because I never felt that with her or like yeah. from TV or whatever. She just seemed like a southern person that really cooked with a whole bunch of fat and butter and and sugar and shit. And, yeah. you know, and I loved it. Um, <laughs> so I, I never really I never felt that energy from her. But and we've never had this conversation so it's good to know that that you know that's that's something i'm glad to know that absolutely and i've thought many times when that was going on when they when they they asked her if she'd ever used the n-word she said that's the way she was raised and sometime in her past she had used it and and you know her truthfulness got her in serious trouble yeah um but but the person that I know her to be just from our exchanges, she she helped this brother out. She yeah, really did. Absolutely. She helped this brother out. And I couldn't depend on. And, and you know, they didn't know me. The Neelys owed me nothing. But just in terms of me asking them in a very compassionate, yo, this would really help me out to get my show done. It was a hard no. 
with Paula, it was a yes. So, you know, you, you, you really have to give people the opportunity. We all have a past. Yes. And that energy that we bring to the table and that compassion and, and just you, what you put out, you get back. Absolutely. A- absolutely. And, 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 and everything is in the cards. Mm-hmm. It was meant for them to say no. Yeah. Thank you, Neelings, for saying <laughs> no, because we got such, we got a bigger star than they meant. Now, how about that? You like that? <laughs> I so love it. definitely take care of yourselves, people. Summer is a great time for self-reflection. Get out there and get some of that sand in your toes. Are you hitting Martha's Vineyard? I will be in the vineyard in August, and uh, I'll be hosting a... Um, I'll be hosting Wine Sonoma in August 10th in the Vineyard. And I'm hope, hopefully if I make some money, I'll be in Tanzania with my travel club. So I'm, so I'm, so I'm, so I'm excited. Oh, you're going to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of making money, the Paul Wharton Show is brought to you by our fabulous sponsors. The Batar Cosmetic Institute is home of the aesthetics enhancing genius Dr. George Batar and his talented staff. Metro Offices. If you're an entrepreneur that wants to take your cluttered home office to an affordable, modern, professional, fully furnished space, Metro Office is the scalable solution for you. And finally, Hungry Catering, DC's premier chef-to-table corporate catering service. Check them out at tryhungry.com, code POLITICS. I really enjoy talking to you today, Darnell. Oh, well, we talk like this all the time. <laughs> I but, know. But I enjoy talking to you, too. I'm happy we let them kind of eavesdrop a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am, too. But listen, guys, your energy is your, 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 yourself. You are very important to yourself. Love yourself. Keep yeah. all that bad energy away. Absolutely. It's not, I don't care who it is. Absolutely. Like, oh, let me call you right back. <laughs> <laughs> you need a little inspiration? Check out paulwhartonstyle.com. I am on Instagram at paulwhartonstyle, and Darnell is the at the Darnell. That is right. Listen, thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends and don't miss a single episode of the Paul Wharton Show right here on Sirius XM Channel One Forty One. Bye. Bye-bye, See you love. next week. See you soon. Bye-bye. Paul's here, pulling it all together. He's there for you if you need to feel better. Paul's here pulling it all together.